Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 19990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday's date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. All right. Uh, we are going to get to calls in the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline, 780 uh, A variety of Oilers topics. Anything goes here. Have at but I've got a bunch of texts coming in. Uh, this text comes in rugged from Saskatoon. Bob, you brushed right over Ethan Bear again. Bear was not awesome, but he did more things right than mistakes he made. I don't know who his partner was early in the first, but he seemed to be less willing to let Bear carry the puck. Yes, Bouchard looked great. Yamamoto didn't look uh, quite as dynamic as y'all projecting. That one comes to us from rugged. Uh, Bear's partner was Dmitry Samarukov, and he tried to do too much. There's no question. Samarukov was jumping up and uh, made lots of mistakes. Brian S. texts the show to say, Bob, I'd like to congratulate Jack Michaels on Cleveland's tie yesterday. There you go. The Browns and the Steelers. I, I just, I've always wondered how a guy from Pennsylvania ends up becoming a Cleveland Browns fan over not supporting Steel Town. But it tells you a bit about the spirit of Jack's personality. You can text us at 630 630. Uh, this text comes in. Bob, I wanted to go watch the Oilers' rookie game, but those prices are criminal. What a classless organization. More text on tomorrow's game between the uh, Nate McEwen team and the Oilers' rookies. Bob, it's an absolute travesty, says Molson Dan, that the Oilers' rookies' Bears game has been replaced by this gimmicky Nate Grant McEwen game. Don't expect you to read this on air, but I know you feel the same way. Bob, such a shame from uh, Molson Dan. And again, you can text us at 630-630. This one from Ron in Camrose. Bob, please refresh. Why aren't the Oilers rookies playing the national champion U of A Golden Bears? Well, all right. First of all, regarding the price point of tomorrow's game at Rogers Place, uh, there is cost for uh, running uh, the building and having uh, uh, the event 
about uh, uh, staffed and all that other kind of stuff. And part two, I'm pretty sure the majority of the profit actually goes back to Nate McEwen. That's my understanding. Regarding the fact that it's no longer the Alberta Golden Bears against the Oilers rookies, um, I did the Golden Bears for 13 years. I love the program. Okay? I'm their biggest fan. I'm going into year number 11 for the Oilers. I love the team. So when I say it hurts me, it hurts me that we're not playing this game. And it's something completely beyond my control. I don't even fully understand what happened. But I have a feeling it doesn't have a lot to do with the hockey side of things. Let's just leave it at that. So you can interpret that and go from there. You can text us at 630-630. Let's get serious with Gord on line number seven. Gord, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good. You had a good summer? Too long. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I want the team to be playing until the first week of June. That would be a great summer for me and for all of our fans here in oil country. Yeah, well, uh, I I think most Albertans find summer to be too short, but it's not about the hockey, I guess. Never. Well, for me, it is about the hockey. I got to go down to Washington and watch and Baltimore and watch six baseball games with my son in the dead uh, dead heat of uh, the, the swamp summer that you get down in there, and it was uh, it was it was a nice taste of what summers really are like for most people in North America. We, we have, we, we have, hey, it's awesome here in the summer. All I'm saying is from a, an Oilers-centric position, and for the fans that care about mm-hmm. this hockey team in oil country, I want the team to be playing late May, early June every year. Well, I want the team, I want the league to start the season two weeks earlier and end it two weeks earlier. Let's do, why aren't we doing, why don't we do training in last week of August and start playing hockey in the middle of September? I think that's a far better idea. Okay. Anyway. Um, Part of it would be because uh, in some of, the, some of the Sun Belt markets in the United States, they don't want to compete against college football. Or NFL. For that yes. I get, I get yes. those points, but you can, get a, you can get a bit of a jump on it and... Uh, and uh, uh, before it really starts to heat up in those in both of those leagues, uh, and we end it before you know we're all gone thinking about summers and barbecues. Yeah. Um, so, Bob, I think you'd agree. We get bits of wisdom from all kinds of places, even sometimes sports radio programs. And I'm going to cite two cliches. I'm sure you've heard them both, uh, and the sources are interesting. So the first one is a very famous guy said. Um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same result. Uh, do you know who coined that? Daily Doug. No. <laughs> it was no. Mac T. Albert Einstein. I know who. Okay, good. Okay. And then there's another one you've probably heard because you're of a certain age as well. And that's the, 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 it was a crass commercial jingle, but it has a lot of weight in my opinion. That is, we will serve no wine before it's time. Remember who came up with that? Shoot. Moldavi Winery out of Napa, California, and actually revolutionized the entire California wine industry okay. over time. The message being... Don't rush young around, players. Uh, Bouchard, listen, I have no doubt that it's quite likely he could be competent at the NHL level. Okay? Yep. But will he, can he excel? And we, how many times? I don't even, we don't need to go down the list. But how many prospects has this team rushed to the league because of the buzz, because this guy looks like he's ready, and we've got a disappointing long-term result? It's no different than, than you get a wine out of France, and I don't know if you've ever drank it. I'm probably sure you have. Something called Beaujolais Nouveau, where you get this year's wine crop and start 
tapping into it around Christmas. Whereas you're much better off letting it age for a much longer period of time, and it becomes a far better, far more uh, enjoyable and valuable product. Bouchard needs to spend more time working on his game, learning without us focusing on him and, and criticizing him. All right, him so let's go, through, let's go through about the last 10 years' worth of guys. Sam Gagne. <laughs> did they rush Sam Gagne? Absolutely. Okay. Keep going. You, you, you know did, these players. Okay, so that's 2007. Let's go 2008. The number one pick that year was Jordan Everly. They sent him back to junior two years. Did they rush him? Uh, no, they didn't. That's true. That's a good point. You might two, be the only 2009, Magnus Piarvi. They uh, he he stayed over in Europe for one more year. Came over in 2010 when Jack myself uh, started doing our first games together in uh, Penticton in 2010. Piarvi, not Everlay and not Taylor Hall, was the best of the young players in that rookie tournament. He had a pretty good rookie year in the NHL. It was the next year that he dropped off significantly. Precisely. Did they drop? Did they rush Magnus Piarvi? I would argue probably. Yeah, I'm not necessarily convinced that Taylor Hall. Did he get rushed? No, but yeah, he was good. He was good enough to play. He was good to go, but I mean, he was also he's also uh, a late birthday. He already played three years of junior. Yes, exactly. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had fifty-two points in sixty-two games. He uh, was second in rookie voting. Should have won it, as far as I'm concerned. Did they rush Ryan Nugent Hopkins? I would say he was rushed. I think he needed one more year. In spite, in spite of the fact that he uh, was he, points per game wise the most productive 100%. player. Okay, he had to learn on the fly. And we're seeing now, finally, he's becoming the player we hoped he would have been. Nail Yakupov, 2012, led the Oilers. Absolutely rushed him. Absolutely rushed. He led the team in goal scoring in 2012-13. Doesn't matter. He was rushed. Darnell Nurse was the first-round pick in 2013. He went seventh overall. He uh, was returned to junior twice. Did they rush him? Right. Uh, I still think they're putting far too much pressure on him. I think one of the reasons why he has struggled to truly become what he might be it's because he keeps being put in. in I, far I more com- just so you know, serious Gord, I completely disagree with you on Nurse. <laughs> okay, Leon Drysaitel, uh, thirty-seven games in his twenty fourteen fifteen season, went back to junior. Mm-hmm. The next year, put up fifty points and then seventy points back to back years. Did they screw up his development? That's. I would think he's probably a push. He could. You could <laughs> say he could stay back, but I think he was. Probably- How's he done in comparison to Sam Reinhart or Sam Bennett? Now you're comparing player to player. That's same to same draft range. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. He, but as you know, not he's all not a push. Though. They've handled him fine. Okay. 2015, Connor McDavid. Did they rush him? Well, obviously not. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. You're talking about a generational player. Clearly, that guy's ready to go. Okay. 2016, Yessa Pulyarvi, who many people had ranked second or third in that draft year. Mm-hmm. Did they rush him? Uh, I think they rushed him a little bit, yeah, for sure. And okay. I think it's I think it's telling that that the guy, that one GM was from the same country as that guy, passed him over. Well, that's Love there's a said about that. okay. Twenty seventeen, uh, Yamamoto got nine games in the pros, went back to Spokane. Did they rush yep. him? Nope. And I don't think they should put him in this year either. I don't think if he'll anything, be here at the start of the year. So we've I gone through. Uh, I, I would. Um, I would assert to you that the Gagne, Sam Gagne might have been the type of player. I'm not convinced he would have improved that much more playing for London and Junior. Uh, Pugliarvi, limited options, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, that's the thing, right? I mean, we're, and we're, we disagree we're, on Yakupov. I don't think Yakupov was rushed. 
I, I think, think Yakupov sat him down and taught him how to play, de- play defense. Player has to be willing to do it too. Well, that's uh, true too. Maybe you got to tune him in. Right? right, right. Now in Bouchard's case, uh, again, late birth date. Uh, that's the thing with Hall. Like the Hall was. We'll take McDavid and Hall right. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think yeah. Nugent Hopkins was rushed, man. I don't. He was. He was. And and this is going to be the thing with Bouchard that's going to be interesting. Um, and you can jump in at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. He's smart enough right now to play. He's not a small kid. He's played three years junior. He's played for the most pro style major junior program in Canada. They've had a lot they had they had uh, Matthew Kachuk, he played right away. Right? Mm-hmm. Out of London. Yep. They've had lots of guys play right out right away out of London cuz they know what they're doing developing players as well. This yeah. guy's played 3 years of junior. Yeah. Now the mo- and and Gord, so you know the most likely scenario, I think, for him is he gets seven, eight, nine games and ultimately does end up back in junior. Right. See, I don't even want to have him up for nine games. Why? I think, he's just, I think it's a distraction to the team. I think it's a distraction to him. Uh, I, I, I think you, what, what's, if you're not intending ultimately to keep him up, why would you just put him up for nine games? Keep some other guy down on, on the firm who could have been, had a, started with the team and developed. I, I don't get this whole nine-game thing. I think it's silly. I really do. I think, you know, if you're going to keep him down, keep him down. Right I think what we need to find out is can he skate once we get going in a preseason and maybe a couple games in the regular right. season, can he skate at the level that he's – because he can certainly process the game at the level and make mm. make the quick decisions. But you right. know what? Uh, and, I, and I'm going to – there's another part that stagnated the development of some of the Oilers players, and it's a two-parter. Number one, there was too much turnover in coaching. And for that matter, uh, that matter, management. And so you had different philosophical approaches. And number yep. two, the team had some didn't have good enough veteran players to support those young players. That's the other they, part of the equation. And I would add number three, there wasn't enough depth to keep these guys down on the firm. There was such an urgency to get somebody. Well, they've had a lot of top end picks too. Like top end guys, they're not the only like you know like Patrice Bergeron was a second. Patrice Bergeron was a second round pick that played right away in the NHL. Every player is different, but when you oh, look back, so let's let's just re- recap. So Gagne, <laughs> you know what? I, I I can handle. I remember the conversation because uh, I was on the other station at the time, and Ryan Rashad was like, "This kid's got to stay down. This kid's got to stay down." He had a pretty good year that year, and down the stretch on the rookie line, he was pretty damn good. The problem was he didn't improve much after that. He was always the same sort of guy every year. They sent Everly back twice. Uh, Magnus Pierre waited a year before he came over and had a decent rookie campaign in the NHL. Hall was a stud from day one. We all know that. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, I disagree. Uh, his point production and the way he played, to me, he was ready to make that jump. And the other part of the equation, you, you can't just automatically declare and say a player's got to go down. That's just the way it's got to be. That no, doesn't always I, work I, either. I, I, you get generational players. and go. But I, I, the other qualifier about Bouchard, too, as well, is that he is a defenseman. And defensemen are the difference between a... a well, and we've seen that with Nurse. N- nurse, sure. And that is, that is fair. So let's see now. Ironically, he's a defenseman with the skill set that they need. That's, well, that's the thing, right? If we had a competent right hand, they don't offensive side, power play quarter conversation right now. So right? let's see how he plays in the next two uh, rookie games, and then let's see as he gets further along in exhibition season. But I disagree with you. I think he's going to get some NHL games. Look, Gordon, thanks for the call. I got lots thanks, of other buddy. calls. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, great name. You're on line one. Thank you for waiting eighteen minutes. 
Hello. Thank you. Thank yep. you very much. Yep. I I just like to uh, a question on uh, a question a comment. One is um, what what in, in in your opinion do you think that is the biggest thing holding Koryari <coughs> back from Pickaburn <coughs> from being uh, we're not going to pencil him in or well, okay, press box here. Uh, sure. What, what, what do you think that's this going to put him over the hump to say, okay, this guy is in Bob, and that's it? It's rather, okay, thanks for the call. Rather ironic that you follow up that with that question right after Sirius Gord says he orders the Russian guys because I, I, I look at, uh, yes, a Paul Yarby, and there's many people in town. And everyone's entitled to their opinion. And just because their opinion doesn't jive with my opinion doesn't mean they're wrong and I'm right. Okay? So uh, when it comes to Yessa Pogliarvi, my belief is he has to believe, uh, build belief in the top-end guys before he goes in and starts playing with them. And I don't think he's done that yet. Okay? So for those of you out there that might be listening saying, damn it, why isn't Yessa Pogliarvi playing either with Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl? I don't think... There's that sense of belief with those players quite yet. It's you know it could happen pretty quickly. We've used the term pop. At some point, Pulleyarvi is going to pop, and so he started in the NHL. The Oilers acclimatized him a bit to North America in the NHL, where they could control things. Then he went down to Lafarne, played 39 games, had 28 points. Then last year he started in the American League. They brought him up. He was actually good for about the first two months, and then he tailed off. Uh, in the final two months of the season. I don't think that Paul Yarvey should be in the top six. I think he should be playing with Strom and Jujar on a third line against opposition teams' third uh, pairings to start the year. He should be on the second unit power play. But by the 30-40 game mark, do I expect him there? I hope not, for the order's sake. I hope he progresses. Again, we don't have to agree on this. 780-496-0063. We will go to Chris who is in Phoenix, uh, talking about rushing players. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, man. Uh, you're talking about uh, your summer being too long. Like, geez, we've got another two months down here in summer. <laughs> Quit bragging. Um, no, it's not. Actually, it's not that bad. I'm in Tucson right now, so it's not too bad. Um, as far as uh, Sirius Gore's comment on uh, Nugent, Nugent Hopkins, we did not rush Nugent. Uh, in fact, uh, he was on, if I'm not mistaken, he was on a better than a point-per-game basis. Yeah. Uh, before he had that uh, freak injury where he tripped over his skates and like crashed on the board, um, our power play was amazing that uh, that year. It, it, finished, th- it finished third in the NHL, and he missed the final twenty games. It was a top three power play the entire season. He was a huge part of it. Exactly, and the only the only reason he is playing the way he's playing now is not because it took him time to develop. It's because. He actually, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was, there was, they put pressure on him to learn the 200-foot game, which is why he is so good in his own end right now. The other part, um, the other thing that happened is they got Drysaddle and they got McDavid. <laughs> exactly, and, and uh, I, there, there is it's a case by case basis. The problem, the problem that, that I've always seen with uh, with these young players is they're too good to be sent back. They're too good to be sent back to to uh, to juniors. Um, and unfortunately, the way that it's structured with the AHL, and you have to, I believe, be turning 20 yep. um, during the season, it yep. kind of limits where you can send these players. So until until the AHL and, and the NHL decide to uh, change that number, where these young kids, instead of going back to juniors, can go to the AHL and, 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 and learn down there, which would be a lot better, um, 
let, let's face it, the Yakupov thing, uh, that was solely on Yakupov. A lot of a lot of his defensive issues was on him. Can I tell you he, something? Just, I, I work for the organization, like full disclosure, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. That's His stagnation of a player is, I don't know, 80% on him? But the fact that the Oilers went from, like, Dallas Akins is going to be the next coach of the Anaheim Ducks. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe that. I believe Dallas is going to be successful in his second tour duty because I think he's smart and learned a lot from the experience in Edmonton. But that changeover from Ralph Kruger, who knew how to handle European players, uh, to Dallas, who was looking through Craig McTavish for greater accountability for his players, I think that that at times, and the handling that Nail had uh, from Igor Larionov, it was. It, it turned out to be toxic for Nail, and Nail did not work on what he needed to work on. But the trans, the, the constant changing of the coaches for Nail, eighty percent of it's on Nail. But the organization has to assume some. It's not always on the player, and it's not always on the organization. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, exactly. And, and you guys kind of missed the. And, and Nail is a prime example of a player that would have benefited from from a year, a year and a half. There's no the way he a, he wouldn't have gone. He would have gone exactly, and, and, we, and I get that. Right. Um, there's another player that you guys missed, and uh, it was uh, Justin Schultz. Um, some can say that we might have rushed him, but he also had that dominant season when uh, the lockout was happening. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm just excited that the hockey's back, and then hopefully we can get uh, Nurse. Uh, that's kind of worrying me right now, but it is what it is. Uh, yep. And Bouchard looked pretty pretty solid last night. He's smart um, and he's poised. Chris, thanks for exactly. the call. Okay. You bet. Seven eight zero four. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Four nine six zero zero six three. We'll take a quick timeout. It is twelve fifty three in Edmonton, and this is Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers now with Bob Stoffer on six thirty. Chad. It's twelve fifty six in Edmonton. New S travel back on board with Oilers now. Our Sweden Germany trip was sold out. Right away in the summer. But registrations uh, registrations are now being accepted on the Oilers Now road trips to see the Oilers play in Nashville and in Vegas this season. By the way, speaking of Vegas, four-year extension for Max Pacioretty, $7 million per year. These great travel packages with New West Travel include tickets, hotels, and receptions, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. They got one going right now, in fact, uh, with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross, Jamaica. There you go. Visit New S Travel at newestravel.com or 780-432-7446. Very quickly, uh, we just heard Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the show. We've got some um, 
interesting perspectives. KW, we're going to give him uh, this rip on our Westlock 4 text line. KW says, Bob, I think the problem with the Oilers rushing players is not to uh, do with them keeping the players or not, but rather putting them in key roles before they're ready. Ryan Nijin Hopkins needed to be a top center before he was ready. Justin Schultz was put into a top pairing before he was ready. And the same can be said for Darnell Nurse. That's the worry fans may have with Bouchard is that he'll be put into a role if he's not uh, when he's not ready. So can you deploy him in a role where he plays, where he's sheltered in the third pairing at even strength, but he plays in your first unit power play? That's my text for you at 6.30, 6.30. By the way, Noah Hannafin, last year, sheltered by Steve Smith, played in the third pairing with the Carolina Hurricanes. So could you, five on five, could you play Evan Bouchard, say hypothetically with Chris Russell, five on five, and play them third pairing minutes? And then play Bouchard on the power play. Is that an option? Give me your thoughts. 780-496-0063. We'll uh, dwell into that when we return. We're getting, we might be getting a call out of Toronto here, too, with a really great guest in the next half hour of Oilers now. Oh, by the way, uh, Brian Wild out of Global Montreal to talk about the big-time uh, Canadian deal. Max Petretti after a Global News Weather Traffic Update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.